overall, Naweed, with all of the costs included, how much can how much do you pay per month? I think it's uh, it's I, I would I would say that if you can live comfortably decently without any extras. Uh, below 1000 us dollars you can live modestly okay so today we're heading over to penang malaysia with my new friend naweed haruni naweed thanks for doing yes. the podcast man pleasure to meet you yeah, good morning from here, and it's a pleasure to be with you. And uh, I hope uh, it'll be helpful for you, whatever information I can provide. Yeah, well, thank you so much. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about um, your background and where, where you're originally from, how you landed in Malaysia, how you picked Malaysia, and especially Penang. I've heard so many wonderful things about Penang and how beautiful it is. So how did you end up landing there from from your your uh, hometown? Okay, um, I'm originally from Lahore, Pakistan, and I was working as an engineer in uh, the utility department there. So my wife uh, is a Malaysian national. So when I got married to her, she was living with me over there. So when I got my retirement, which was a bit earlier than the, the scheduled retirement time, she suggested me to move to Penang because she's originally from Penang. So I thought it's a good idea. So we moved here. Uh, so you can say that by default of my marriage, I'm here. And it's not that I opted or selected a destination to uh, to live after my you know job. But uh, I would say the pleasant surprise was that it turned out to be a really good destination to live. Although I had the choice to live in Kuala Lumpur, which is uh, considered the capital of Malaysia, mm -hmm. or elsewhere. And I've been, uh, you know, to all the cities here, mostly all of the cities around. And incidentally, Penang is, I mean, the choice was not bad, you know, so when my wife, wife asked me, where would you like to settle down, uh, whether in KL, because we have friends and relatives in KL as well, Kuala Lumpur, uh, I said, I think Penang is fine. So it's a wonderful place, really. So that's how I ended up here. So by training, I'm an engineer. Um, but over here, uh, when I came here, I'm mostly involved in uh, some voluntary work with some NGOs. And uh, I did work for some time here, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, but for a short time. Uh, but basically, I, I do some voluntary work because I have plenty of time to do things, you know. I'm not working now anymore here. Yeah, yeah. You're retired. Yes, I'm retired. So that's why, you know. And, uh, but uh, I do a lot of activities otherwise, you know. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit about activities and entertainment. The um, one of the things that I've learned in in I I I hear a lot from expats because I I started this about a year ago this podcast, and some of them have really spoke highly of Penang. They is am I saying that right? Penang or Penang? 
it's okay both ways. Both but ways, yeah. Uh, is spoken is spoken as Penang. Penang. Okay. And I've heard oh, that it's just absolutely gorgeous and it's a really nice destination and incredibly affordable for expats, retired expats to move to. Um, so based on that information, I mean, what what can people live there on a month month for with with the basic costs, with the rent, with groceries, transportation? you know, utilities. I mean, what what can you live on a month there for? Okay. Uh, as you said, yes, it's true that Penang is a, a wonderful place to live. It's a laid back kind of a town, not very big one. And you can easily commute the whole island, you know, on a motorbike or on a car even. And it takes, you know, less than two hours to have a circle. And uh, the life is not that, you know, at the very fast paced life and like other cities and people are not rushing and it's not the rat race kind of thing you know so for retirement it's definitely a great place and if i'm not wrong i think uh, a couple of years ago it was one of the top most destinations for expats to retire here oh wow in penang okay yeah one of the top most places destinations you know so the climate is good. The city is very clean as per, I mean, general standards. Uh, the food is available. I mean, Penang is also known as the food heaven, which I would say is a bit overrated because even at other places like Kuala Lumpur also, you can find very good food, very good variety of food. But Penang is, you know, just named as a destination for food varieties as well. Uh Coming uh, to the cost of living there, uh, well, I'm uh, we are a couple living over there, me and my wife, and my son is working in Kuala Lumpur, so he's uh, on his own. So we basically are just, you know, taking care of ourselves, and we are living modestly uh, in a flat uh, of two rooms, two bedrooms, in not far from the downtown area, and. Uh, our expenses are not much and uh, we can, what I would say that including the utilities and well, we, we don't pay rent because we have our own apartment, but even if we had to pay the rent over there where we are living, it's, it's considered as low cost flat. And there are different categories, low cost, medium cost and high rise or high cost kind of thing. So low cost flats, if someone wants to live there, it, it it ranges between 500 to 800 ringgits per month. Okay. Ringgit is a local currency, which is 4.6, uh, $1 to 4.6 ringgit. Mm -hmm. So it's around five five to 800. And if you're in living in a medium cost, it will go up to, let's say, 1,200. And if you want to have a condominium or an apartment in, in like in the beach side or in a better locality, that goes from 1,500 to 2,000 and above, okay. depending on how posh area, or how, amenity, how many amenities are provided there, or how lavish the, the, the environment is over there. So, but you can still find a decent condominium an apartment with three bedrooms, around one thousand five hundred ringgits, which comes out to be uh, let's so three twenty one USD. 
Pardon? It's about 321 USD. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. and then the uh, 800, I, the 800 on the high end is 171 for rent. Yeah, so I it's mean, really incredibly affordable. Overall, Naweed, with all of the costs included, how much can how much do you pay per month? Okay, um, I think it's. Uh, is I, I would I would say that if you can live comfortably decently without any extras uh, below one thousand US dollars, you can live modestly. I mean, wow, you can live uh, modestly under a hundred. Yeah, modestly and decently both. You know, <laughs> in in paradise because Pen yeah. Penang is a Penang is like a paradise place to live. It's gorgeous uh, it's, there. It's, it's really a, a great place and. Uh, uh, because of the tropical climate, the season there are no seasons here like we have four or five seasons in other countries. And being a, a tropical uh, place, the climate over over here is generally warm, around 31, 32, you know, maximum temperature. Hmm. And either it's rainy or it's uh, just uh, you know uh, pleasant, you can say, or a bit warm as well, you can say. But comparing to other countries, like from where I come, Lahore. The, in summer, the temperature goes up to 45 degrees centigrade. Wow. And it, it never goes beyond 32, 30, 34, 35, you know, which is okay, which is, you know, bearable. So, and it's it's t-shirt culture over here, t-shirt and shorts or pajamas, you know, means very light candid clothes you can wear because of the good climate. And that's one thing which I really enjoy here. The, hey, you you're know, speak, you you're speaking to... my language, man. When you said, when you're saying like t-shirts and, and pajamas, yeah. that's yeah. all I wear, man. T-shirts exactly. and pajamas. Yes, you can, you can wear all year round the same t-shirts and pajamas and, and flip-flops and, and live here without any hang-ups, I tell you. <laughs> that's great. Well, that's so awesome, amazing. man. And you know, the basically, uh, you know, the dress code is, or, you know, the dress uh, practices uh, always depend on the climate and weather of a country, you know. So you don't need warm and woolen and that kind of clothes if you're living here, you know, because there are no winters here. So what can you tell us about the, uh, the visa requirements? Now, you're, you were married to a national, so I don't, so it's a little easier for you, I would guess. Uh, well, the, I mean, the rules are not that easier, I would say, and they have their own, uh, you know, policies regarding uh, different types of visas. Uh, for spouses who marry here, I mean, there's a procedure you have to follow for a certain period being on the spouse visa, which is renewed every year and so on. And then later on, after a certain time, you can apply for permanent residence, which is purely the, the state's prerogative to give you. It's not your right. So you have to wait and you have to apply and then wait when they, they, they approve and then you can get permanent residence. And later on, after a certain time, according to their rules, you can apply for citizenship as well. Um, I've been living here for the last 18 years and uh, I was on spouse visa initially. And then later on, I applied for permanent residence, which now I have. So I don't require any more visas to travel in and out of Malaysia. I see. Okay, for expatriates, 
there are many types of visas which you can easily find out on their websites. Uh, their resident visa, their expats, professional visas, and uh, all the terms and conditions are given there. I can share the link with you uh, for the for their website, and yeah. all the information is given over there. And you can choose which category suits uh, you to move here. Okay. But there is a special program for expatriates to retire here, which is known as Malaysia, my second home. Okay. And that is particularly designed for those foreigners who want to retire after retirement, who want to live here their retirement life. Okay. But it has certain requirements, like you have to invest a certain amount in the bank, which is a fixed deposit. Mm -hmm. Currently, I mean, uh, a couple of years ago, they have recently revised their policies and raised the amount to which was less before. And currently, it is 1.5 million ringgits, which you have to deposit in the bank. Okay. And you must, and you must have 40,000 ringgits per month monthly income as well and with this with these conditions of uh, uh, putting your money in the bank and having the monthly income uh, the, the 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 rest of things are pretty simple and straightforward and then you can live here on a probably 10 years multiple entry visa and you can buy property here or uh, you can do other things, which whatever you want to, and that is extendable. But you how cannot much, work. Either. How much did you say they have to make per month? An income? Uh, yeah, it is at the moment. It is forty thousand ringgits, which comes out to be let's say that is um, four point forty thousand ringgit to UST. Yeah, it's about eight. Eight thousand six hundred something dollars per month, and that's that. You got to make that a a month. Yes, that income you must receive as monthly income, like in the form of your pension or something, or or your whatever investment you have. That you have to show that this income you are receiving monthly. Ooh, but well, I gotta, there's. I that's yeah. a lot of money because that would That's be a lot of money. And uh, I yeah. mean, uh, there was a lot of uh, debate on this after they pass uh, this uh, bill. And now I think they have uh, what they say, they, they have uh, held it for the moment and they are going to revise uh, this uh, policy. They, they, they gave the reasoning that they want to target the ultra rich uh, community so of the I got it. Foreigners. Yeah, they're looking for people that are pretty so you're looking at guys that are going to have an income of a good 100,000 a year and they're look and you have to put a good 300,000 plus in a bank account. So that's going to keep right. a lot that's going to keep a lot of people out. Yeah, I mean um uh, there were a lot of criticism and uh the, you know, debate and from the tourism department and from other sectors that they said that this will not attract uh, more 
uh, retirees here. So the government is revising the policy at the moment and they have put it on the hold at the moment. So I see. it is not, uh, you know, in practice at the moment. Okay. I mean, this is the current policy, but they have put it on hold and still they have to revise and they will come up with a new one, yeah. which is uh, not out. And at the moment, all those expatriates who are living here or who have recently arrived, they are following the previous policy. Sure, they're already grandfathered in. Uh, so yeah, it's so not it is affect still, them. Yeah. Not, yeah, we can say that it is still not fully implemented. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so well, that's I hope, good. I got to follow that link that you send me so that I can make sure to you know, keep people updated on that. That's That's okay, fascinating. Okay. Yeah, definitely, because the, the, the policies keep on changing. And so it's better to keep in touch with their online uh, portal for information, uh, which is, uh, you know, which is authentic rather than, you know, the hearsay and the feedback from here and there. So they, sure. you, you get the right information from there, from the okay. immigration website. And uh, they have all these uh, different categories of visas for foreigners, expats and retirees and so that will be a good help. Okay. All right. Great. So let's let's move on to utilities and groceries. How much how much do you spend per month on those? Like gas, water, um, Wi-Fi, and then groceries okay. per month. <laughs> okay. Well, as I mean, I'll talk about myself first, and then you you know people can always uh, have their own estimates depending on their own lifestyles, and they can have the variation from this. I mean, we are, as I told you, we're living in a flat of two bedrooms, which is not far from the downtown area. So it's very convenient and it's not in the suburb or, you know, far away from the center. Uh, and uh, we are spending around thousand, roughly around thousand ingots on, on groceries. Okay. And let's say around uh, five, 500 bring it on utilities okay so a which thousand includes, yeah okay. which includes uh, i mean which uh, that's about about 100 us dollars 500 is uh, about 100 right yeah about 100 yeah so that includes electricity water and uh, we don't use gas we use electric cooker and uh, the wi-fi the internet so it comes out to be, I mean, for us, uh, and we, we seldom use air conditioning. I mean, we just use fans mostly, but yeah. if you use air conditioning, then the bill goes, the electricity bill goes a bit higher. That's a bit costly. Sure. So still, I would say it is less than thousand ringgit. It will be, it will be still less than thousand ringgit, which is, uh, which is around. But that's around about 214. Two fourteen dollars. Two hundred fourteen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, for example, but if you are living in an apartment on the beach side in a posh area, the utilities can go up to where the rent is around one thousand five hundred ringgit to two thousand ringgit. The utilities can go up to say thousand ringgit, thousand to thousand two hundred. You know, one thousand two hundred. Mm -hmm. um, maximum maybe a bit more depending on the usage as well like actually you know if you're running all the air cons in all the bedrooms and you're using you know uh, uh, 
other like washing machines and uh, you know those which consume which uh, consume a lot of power then the bill can go higher but you can always you know modify according to your needs so that's uh, that speaks about the utilities we can afford easily within 500 ringgits which is around 100 us dollars and grocery we we do for two people uh that's around 1000 ringgit Mm-hmm. Okay. We, you can easily, I, I mean, we we can easily afford in that much amount, which is around again two hundred fifteen to two hundred seventeen ringgits, uh, US dollars, two hundred US dollars around, approximately. Yeah. So okay. the area, the area where we are living, which is a modest living flat, is known as low cost living area. Uh, the rent of the two bedroom apartment is around 500 to 800 ringgits okay wow so let's say we take the upper side then 800 divided by 4.6 comes out to be 173 us dollars yep so which quite reasonable i would say yeah yeah that's that's really terrific do you have any do you get any amenities with that is there like a pool or gym or any anything like that attached no uh, yes Uh, no we don't have that uh, because this is a low cost flat but okay. in other uh, other area actually we are we 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 also have another apartment in uh, the beach area which we usually rent it out because we are not living there and that is where you, you can have the pool swimming pool the gym and all those facilities within the apartment available as well i see uh, the rent over there is 1500 ringgit only okay so you can you can see that a three bedroom apartment with the car parking inside available slot for you reserves parking spot for you and a swimming pool and a gym and a library and a tennis playing area wow you you can you can have that place for, for 321 a month for 321 let's say 400 even 400 us dollars you can have that yeah that's incredible yeah and near the beach yeah because wow. our apartment is just walking distance from the beach and uh, last time we had rented it out now it is it's available for rent and uh, i mean it's pretty convenient and all the market and uh, you know the, the things are available over there okay coming to the transport and the uh, entertainment and eating out you know yeah let's look at the activities entertainment restaurants your cost on that what do you do for like activities entertainment and you know if you had to break that down per month what would that be but t- tell us what you do there what's what do you guys do for fun okay uh let's talk about the transport first i we have okay. i have a car and a motorbike both and uh, the the fuel is uh, not expensive here the petrol or gas as you call it in usa the gas is pretty cheap here as compared to other uh, uh, adjacent countries around in southeast asia so you can easily afford that and uh, i extensively use motorbike as well as uh, car because uh, during the daytime it becomes traffic congestion in the downtown area so i use motorbike for that and uh, for sometimes we go out for eating out but not very often but you can do it very often as well because the 
food is not expensive again you can easily afford it i mean the average bill of uh, a decent lunch would be say around 100 ringgit a decent place okay then there are cheaper available as well so 100 divided by 4.6 is around 20 dollars 20 to 30 dollars okay you can eat in a posh decent dine in kind of fine dining restaurant for one person it comes out to be say around 100 ringgit maximum which mm-hmm. i have seen but okay as for me you know and even for my wife we are very simple kind of people we seldom go to that fine dining kind of thing sometimes we do, we do go there like on birthdays and you know celebrations sure. but otherwise i can afford a lunch within 10 ringgits only and with can fill my you know myself completely wow and that's peanuts in sense i would say you know because you can go for 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 kind of a chapati and uh, you know the, the curry with it or a rice with chicken with mm-hmm. some drink with it and it costs you maximum 10 to 15 ringgit you know yeah so about 2 2 bucks little over 2 bucks yeah yeah 2 dollars which is pretty affordable so there there are a lot of activities here entertainment as well like music programs and uh, uh you know cultural programs so there are always festivals going on besides you know they are you know because it's a multi multi racial multinational multi racial uh, country so there are many ethnicities who are living here like uh, chinese indians i mean south indians to be correct uh, punjabis and uh, malays which are the you know the 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 local community here and so they have their own festivals you know the religious festivals from christmas to chinese new year to eidul fitr to you know all kind of so the whole day around you have you know a serial series of festivals which you can go and enjoy and participate and uh, have fun in that but especially which you are saying like going to cinema or going eating out or entertainment i think one can easily afford in 1000 ringgits which okay. is again not i would say much and that's so a, that's per, that would be per month yeah per month yeah about 1000 so you're looking at about 2 200 bucks yeah 200 to 300 let's i mean you can say you know you can mm-hmm. enjoy this of the the entertainment and eating out if you want to do things like that yeah okay i mean that's my perspective i might be wrong some some someone can be uh looking at the higher end as well but i mean this is this is how i mean uh i look at it and have been doing it so i don't find it expensive yeah what let what did you say when you, when you break down the the gas cost and getting around town trans transportation wise how much do you spend per month on that um uh, okay Trans- transportation uh the public transport is uh, pretty cheap here the, there are buses air conditioned buses and very nice uh, network they have so you can commute in the buses or you can do the e-hailing 
which is not also not very expensive as well what is that called uh, uh, apart from that you can use your own transport and everybody almost everyone here has got either motorbike or a car and they can easily afford because it's a low fuel cost you said a word i think you said something like eeling eel eeling eeling means like uber you have uber uber the taxi okay. yeah okay uber, they have their local uh, what, what do you call it there noeed what is it called it is called e hailing e hailing e hailing yes <laughs> e hailing okay how do you spell yeah. that e uh, e dash okay hailing h a i l i n g okay e hailing service e hailing e hailing okay e interesting e yeah e is separate and then you pause and then hailing e hailing <laughs> Wow, okay, and that's like Uber. <laughs> I I mean it's, it it covers all those uh, personal driven taxis system uh, which which you which an individual can uh, uh, can book through the applications. Mhm. Mm so it's not just Uber. Uber is no more here before Uber was uh, 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 working here, but then they have Uh, competition with the local uh, operators and so they left because they were not having benefit or profit here so now we have a local grab and uh, some other you know i driver in driver or something like that you know so mm -hmm. so any local ones you can choose whichever suits you okay. it's very convenient you can and you around. get and you get how how much do you spend approximately per month would you say on your transportation uh, transportation i would say maximum 500 ringgits okay 500 that would be about 100 bucks yeah about 100 okay okay which is a bit uh, i would say quite an exaggerated uh, estimate uh act in actual terms i i spend quite less than that actually yeah but with a safe margin you know you can keep that as a maximum Okay. So let's dive into what do people what do expats and people do for healthcare? Okay. Um the infrastructure for the healthcare system here is uh, pretty good. They are I mean they are, the equipment and the facilities are very well maintained here and they have a very good professional system uh, for the healthcare. but uh for the locals the residents here and even for like spouses here who are on permanent residence we have uh, the uh, the healthcare free of cost we only have to pay very minimum kind of uh, payment for our clinical visits or for the hospitals but you have as an expatriate you have two options either you go to private hospitals you can go to private hospitals and uh, they have their own rates for each kind of uh, procedures or uh, situation and you can go to government hospitals as well which are much cheaper than the private hospitals and uh, you can you can pay there there are different rates for locals and foreigners in government hospitals and you can pay that rate as a foreigner and uh, if it is affordable for you you can do it there as well and government hospitals are really good they are professionally good 
and uh, sometimes even private hospitals when they are stuck up with some case i've heard that they refer them to government hospitals for the final you know thing and uh, the, the i'm not very sure about the medical cost but uh, in the government hospitals it's pretty affordable okay like i i went for a surgery back in 2010 and since i was treated as local so i hardly had to pay only 100 ringgits i think for the admission and the bed the rest was all free and it was a, a minor surgery but it was done free of cost and you but were if i had to pay i must pardon were you considered yeah, an expat at, were you considered an expat at a time or a resident uh at that time i was considered as a uh, foreign spouse for the local and the rates were same as the locals i see okay yeah but okay. yeah but the ruling for the expats is different they are not considered as locals so they have to pay the foreigner rate which is not that expensive in government hospitals of course <laughs> in private hospitals they they are doing a business so they they have their own charges which can vary from hospital to hospital but in government hospital you can easily afford as a foreigner as an expat okay when in private you can afford because everything is in ringgits which is uh i would say comparing with the same procedure in us dollars would be much expensive over there and same procedure in ringgits would be much cheaper here sure so there you know the same currencies you know? yeah yeah okay Well, great. So, but when you when you convert, it's it's pretty cheap, you know. Yes, yes. Well, that's pretty much all I I have. We've covered everything. Is there anything else or any other expenses that you can think of that could help um, uh, benefit the viewers that we haven't discussed? Is there anything else that comes to mind? Uh, let's say shopping. Uh, maybe you know the the shopping of uh, you know items of miscellaneous use, stuff yeah lady stuff and home appliances since many of those appliances like washing machine refrigerator and all those things are not imported generally of course they are imported as well but most of them are manufactured here they have you know the plants here so they are also affordable like uh, a, a a good fridge the refrigerator you can buy for 5 to 700 ringgits wow right? okay i mean i mean we bought here at my son's place we bought the new fridge for him and it was around 700 ringgits which is uh uh let's say cheap <laughs> it's around 150 dollars you know yeah see that's a lot that's yeah brand new fridge of national panasonic and it's working fine Wow. and the uh, air conditioner you know like the room air conditioner the split one uh, that costs around uh, 1000 to 1500 ringgits which again mm -hmm. is uh, not much i would say so these uh, are some of the expenses which they have to incur when they are going to live here and i would say they are in this range all right all right well great well yeah. nawid Nawid Haruni, th thank you so much for taking the time today to share all this, this insight and tips on uh, Penang, Malaysia.
and uh, your experience and your journey. Thank you, sir. It's my pleasure, really, to join with you and share my experiences with you. It was it's really a pleasure. If any any anything you 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 need to need more, know more, you can always you know uh, reach out to me. Will do. Okay, man. Well, you have a great rest of the day. I'm going to go to bed here soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>